Welcome back to our podcast, Cognitive Connections, Conversations on Dementia. And I'm your host, Carrie Candy. When we think dementia, we don't usually think about art, do we? Well, what if I told you that art, including theater, music, poetry, and artwork, everything we associate with the idea of art is actually having a positive and increasingly healthy impact on individuals living with dementia and the people around them. Hyunjin Lee is a PhD candidate in performance studies and an instructor at the Department of Drama at the University of Alberta. Bridging performance studies, age studies, and critical disability studies, her research investigates how performance practices and theories can challenge ageism and stigma around dementia. Her works on theater and aging and dementia have been featured in academic journals, and she has created a beautiful research-based piece of art called Across Time Through Dementia. It's an homage to her husband's grandfather who inspired her doctoral research and the art piece has been awarded and invited to several exhibitions. That piece and more about Hun's incredible research work will be linked in our show notes. Now, without further ado, here is our interview with Hun about her unique work with art and dementia. Take a listen. Hun, can you tell us a little bit about your approach to your work and your research? Yeah, so from I'm coming from arts and humanities based approach to understand dementia and what it means is like how are we perceiving or imagining dementia and by looking at cultural products including like theater and films and TV like media. So while observing my grandfather's experience of dementia, I got to question whether these are actually these changes that accompany dementia is challenges. So what I mean is that we perceive certain changes that follow dementia as challenges, but that's because society has told us to see certain way that so in arts and humanities, we question why we perceive dementia in such a negative way and stigmatized way. So I draw on critical disability studies to understand that uh, how dementia has been culturally constructed, how the our perception can be changed about dementia through arts and humanities. In critical disability studies, that disability is not in one individual's difference, but it's it emerges as the disabling system makes someone disabled. And I think that can be also applied to a dementia as well, right? That how their changes is challenging for them to practice their full citizenship because we are not supporting them to fully participate in a way that they can exert their identity while living with dementia. So that's how I am approaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the artwork is one aspect of my research uh, that reframes the altered time and reality perception of people living with dementia. So 
in clinical sense, the different time orientation or different reality perception is defined as disorientation. And I found that that is kind of binary thinking that their perception, people living with dementias, the perception of people living with dementia is disoriented in comparison to the normative uh, perception. So it's it has these marginalizing implications in these terms. We often uh, easily say that uh, they're uh, traveling back to the past, they're disoriented, they're confused. So it kind of diminishes their perspectives and their experiences. And I found my uh, grandfather's experience was very related to his home country in Hong Kong because he immigrated to Canada in his later life. And for him, it's the actual reality that he's experiencing, not just he's perceiving in his mind. Mm -hmm. And the terms like disorientation and also like discontinuity of self, those are common narratives that we constantly tell through media and popular cultures. And I found we need better and more empowering languages. So my work, artwork kind of represents that it can be perceived as a different way of perceiving reality and related to the world. So it highlights this kind of more porous relationship or flexible relationship. And there are debates and tension whether dementia can be perceived as neurodiversity but in uh, neurodivergent movements that we, they already raised the awareness that there are various human variations in uh, brains and minds. And I, I personally think dementia can be contextualized as a disability and, and a neurodiversity in a way that then it'll be able to increase the community and the activism around this so that we can recognize that as a new way of being and living rather than a pathology or illness. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell me, Hun, um, what do you find people respond with when they see your artwork? Oh yeah, uh, actually like many family caregivers told me that how it was empowering to see these images and from my perspective I think it's because it doesn't create that it doesn't repeat the same kind of stigmatized image of people living with dementia. I tried to combine uh, multiple images of him that from his early adulthood from middle age and there are actually like five to six images that are blended into the image and one of the picture is his last picture that I took in care home when he he was in a care home so he was in his 90s yeah so it has like all these his selves blended together so I think it shows how even though he's memory might have changed he might not recognize our families but he's he was such a great person humorous and intelligent and very gentle person and i think it shows that his various aspects of it and his lots of enduring abilities like even if he won't remember me he when he think we are in hong kong i've never been to hong kong but uh, he would know who i am he will he shows these his affections and love and i think that's important to recognize like that we 
we highlight like these disabilities or different abilities, how the dementia make them lose certain aspects. But personally, I met him almost when he was uh, living with dementia. So from my perspective, he he was still very gentle, humorous, like compassionate. And also he was very strict grandfather at a certain time. So he, I think just like, it's our perception about what has been discontinued. So I, for me, that images, if you look at the images, there is a picture of Hong Kong and picture of Canada. And because of dementia, I think actually we got to learn about his life better. We wouldn't necessarily know about all his past experiences as a grandchildren and grandparents, right? Like that he, his time perception sometimes it would change to the time when he was experiencing a second world war or his time with his mother, his childhood. And I think that allowed us to learn about his life better and have like more connections with him. That's interesting. So it's almost like when someone says there, there are silver linings to something that is quite sad and we're given a chance, almost a second chance mm-hmm. to get to know a loved one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there is like so much that that opens up new possibilities and new new learnings for family members that we probably they haven't shared with us when when they didn't have dementia, but kind of it shows what matters to them really, or what memories really linger, or what memories are evoked. That is important. Um, you've created this this piece. You've had a lot of people react to it. How do you want to use this approach going forward? How would you like to see mm-hmm. it have an impact on society as a whole? Mm-hmm. I, as a researcher in arts and humanities, I I will continue to explore the power of arts in combating stigma around dementia. For my future research, I aim to actually engage with people living with dementia and have a kind I'm developing postdoctoral research program that aims to kind of transform the image of dementia and as well as care home. So it is called, the current title of it is Thriving in Home and home means care home in that sense because we have such negative images and also partially it is true that lots of older adults in care home are isolated. They don't have social relationships. So how can we use arts to promote kind of better quality of life in care home? How can we use creativity to highlight their enduring abilities? So I'm trying to use some sensory-based approach to engage with people with dementia so that they can show their abilities even when their communication abilities are challenged or when they have advanced dementia because lots of arts-based programs use like storytelling or language-based approaches. So I'm trying to develop something that uses more tangible or nonverbal ways to engage with them. So Hun, um, my grandfather had dementia and my Grammy, my grandmother wasn't so much except in later years. Um, 
But I found one of the things that I always connected with them mm -hmm. were movies mm -hmm. and songs mm -hmm. and their capacity to remember them, no matter how far gone they might have been or how, um, how far in the journey of dementia that they were or they were starting to forget things. We could always connect that way. We could always mm -hmm. sing the song and it just created feeling of love and mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that when you say that arts can make a difference? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, one aspect that I also found that there is a strong connection with uh, living with dementia and arts. Like we, in arts, we appreciate the embodied memory more than just like cognitive like uh, memories. So. I also have a background in dancing, and I don't know if you have watched that clip that there was a ballerina who would remember. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, who would remember all the choreography. And in Vancouver, there was also a theatrical piece that included a performer who had age-related memory loss, but he had all the musicality, and Julia Henderson a colleague and who might work with me in the future research have written about that work and how people's disembodied memories last long and we in that because of that we can connect we have we can have different connections through arts yeah like using you mentioned about movies about we yeah using music using movements using poetry or storytelling, like without using memorizations, there are multiple approaches that uh, use arts-based method to not just for therapeutic method purposes, but to create a moment of connection and to, even if it lasts like, you know, like not long, but you we can really recognize that uh, connection in that moment. And sometimes they, they will surprise us how much creativity they have, how much humor they have, and how much intelligence they have. So I think, yeah, there are so much possibilities for arts to be used in actual connections. Arts can be used for uh, these like making actual connections and making them as co-creators or co-partners for creative engagements. But also we uh, have lots of opportunities to challenge the stigma around dementia by using arts, films and theater and many other popular cultures to make different stories and show more complex stories about living with dementia rather than very simplified negative understanding of dementia. Like so far, most of plays or like films have focused on memory loss itself rather than there are so many aspects depending on different types of dementias, right? And recently I see more examples. I think I saw a blog post of The Father by Florian Zeller and his film was also initially uh, wrote for a play script. Yeah, so it was like staged as theater productions in 2015 earlier on. And that represents about the different time perception and reality perception. So by having more and more works that depict that more positive narratives of people living with dementia, like that, it'll help us to challenge the stigma around that dementia. For many of us, it's important to know that we have made a difference in the world and that we're able to support our loved ones when we're gone. Your will is the key to doing both. By giving even a small portion of your estate to charity, 
you can make a significant impact on the causes you care about and still take care and support the ones you love. Including a legacy gift in your estate plan can help to ensure that those touched by Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia continue to receive the latest care and support resources available for years to come. If you want to find out more how you can make a difference through leaving a legacy, please head to our website, www.alzheimer.ab.ca, and go to our Take Action section, and you can find it under Ways to Donate. And now, back to our podcast. And it's almost like right now, I think a lot of people don't even think about including people that have dementia Mm -hmm. in arts Mm -hmm. and and so what you're saying is is there's an opportunity there and Mm -hmm. it might provide a lot of a lot of benefits to society overall Mm -hmm. yeah i think so i think you know other other neurodivergent conditions like autism or down syndromes that because it happens in much earlier stage for children, like there are way a lot more support and recognition that we need to include them in our society so that they can have full participation. But because dementia often occur in later stage and old to older people, they only have you know ten maximum twenty years after living with dementia. So I think there's a lack of support for them to continue their participation so there are diminished opportunities so i think we need to be really creative about how can we make our society more inclusive and accessible for older adults with dementia can participate and use their lots of other abilities yeah it almost feels like uh, a new frontier i guess in the arts in Mm -hmm. a way yeah um what would you like to say uh, about like say to people that might be care a care partner of someone who has dementia or someone who might have early onset dementia and they still know what's going on what would you like to 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 tell them about the power of the arts mm-hmm. yeah i like to quote my favorite asian critic she's she's a very influential asian critic from america and she said don't she's an age critic and she says don't fear aging but fear ageism and i think that can be applied to dementia as well so instead of fearing dementia i think we should fear the stigma around dementia so i think i'm talking about arts and humanities yeah and as i said we can be more creative about how even performers like with memory loss can be participate why mm-hmm. with different supports different system or artists with who has um, embodied memories can still participate and in other workplace i think it it can be applied as well in the workplace okay yeah. let's talk about that tell me more uh, in workplace, uh, I'm not an expert in that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but for example, like instead of asking works that require memories or certain fast speeding, a fast pace of the work, like if it's like people with mild dementia, I think there is still possibilities for them to continue their work if if there are appropriate support and assistance. So it's a matter of how we are expecting and how we are organizing the work system, work speed, right? So, yeah. 
the World Health uh, Organization promotes this idea that dementia is not a part of normal aging to make people seek help uh, from society and help like be open about it. But I think there is a kind of danger in that narrative because it it furthers the stigma and also creates a fear that it shouldn't be part of normal aging and so it creates that dementia is abnormal aging so i think instead of promoting those kind of narrative there are also movements that assert that we can normalize people living with dementia further so people with dementia can also have equal opportunities to participate as a citizens in our in the society and who do you like how do you encourage the use of arts with mm-hmm. those that are affected by dementia how how can we as a society encourage you know artists young artists mm-hmm. to go about creating with alongside mm-hmm. yeah 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 I think actually uh, what I'm doing as a scholar in arts and humanities is kind of more philosophical and fundamental question about why why the memory loss is a, such a critical aspect about our self-identity or the concept of self itself. So artists are good at raising questions rather than uh, it's not solely for the purpose of therapeutic aspects so I think young artists can make their use their art artistic practices to raise more fundamental questions about why memory matters or why our uh, different ways of perceiving reality like like what what are these like why do we perceive these as a challenge right that is more a more fundamental question that then if we we think about how uh, one, how the self is constructed, how we relate to each other, how we connect to each other. There are multiple ways, but we are stick to kind of more traditional Western idea of that uh, one should exert their agency and their citizenship as an individual. And we have such a stigma around dependency. So if we recognize more interdependent relationship between people, I think people living with dementia can uh, still practice their citizenship. There is a concept called relational citizenship uh, that is developed by scholar Pia Contas, uh, who is a Canadian scholar. So I think that there are so many these are powerful framings that are offered by arts and humanities that challenge our way of thinking about dementia. Mm-hmm. So what I really like about this approach, and I'm sure that you hear this a lot, is that it's up for interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. So different people are going to take it different ways. Mm-hmm. And um, do you find that that starts a discussion about the attitudes that people do have towards dementia? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think like that's what what is really powerful about arts, that it creates further discussions and conversation and like it makes us talk about why we fear dementia, why it's so shameful, you know, that uh, there are constant uses about people, you know, missing or people leaving house because they don't want to burden their family members when they are diagnosed with dementia. And those are like we really need to talk about it more and in comparison to other other like conditions like 
cancer or Parkinson's disease. Like there are so many other illnesses that doesn't have this kind of stigma, but Mm -hmm. dementia has such a long history of being stigmatized in our society that, uh, and we have certain imaginations about what living with dementia is like. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think arts can just promote our conversation and have new, yeah, different approaches to this. Yeah. Hun, if you were to be, you know, if I were looking for help with my loved one and I wanted to incorporate art in some way, whether it be, um, you know, any kind of popular culture, mm-hmm. movies, music, books, poetry, like you were saying, art. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend? What, where do I start? What do you suggest? I think it really depends on the affected family members, like who, what they enjoy and what they really want to do like so if they are uh, they were the person like who enjoy music like i would use music to connect with them but also if they are more uh they if they love to dance before you know like having some of the even even if it's just like gestures with hands and touch that'll that'll make us connect better so I think it really depends on the person mm-hmm. uh, but there you can use pictures or magazines to create so prompt some conversation without really uh, relying on memories so and watching just watching photos together watching movies together those will help and for my grandfather he really enjoyed listening to Chinese opera and also uh, reading Chinese books so in in care home in Canada like he, the activities that are offered are not really suitable for uh, his cultures so right so for diverse families like from families from different uh, backgrounds I think it'll be important to uh, incorporate their cultural backgrounds and connects that with uh, artistic game engagements that you want to use for uh, people with dementia. So, for example, I will use something uh, that can provoke his memories around even like eating Chinese dim sum or, you know, that that give him the sense of comfort that uh, so I think it can vary uh, depending on people. So, yeah. Yeah, so there's multi multiple benefits. It's mm-hmm. not just the connection piece mm-hmm. that we talked about before. It's also what I'm hearing is is that it's it's also a comfort and an inclusivity mm-hmm. piece as well, which is fascinating. Yeah, I think like it's connection and comfort, but also recognizing and promoting their uh, self identity, so that they can have their. It highlights who they are. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to add, Hun? I didn't have, I didn't meet my uh, paternal or maternal grandfather because they both passed away long before I was born. So my husband's grandfather was only grandfather that I had. And I think it was so, I'm just so grateful that uh, I could met him, that he inspired my research. So I think just like, uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for him, and uh, he passed away during COVID nineteen in care home. So I'm uh, I know how devastating that was for many family caregivers, but I also wanted to share that uh, my my mother in law was so amazing that she 
took care of him for a couple of years at home, but also she visited care home twice a day for two years. Like, I don't think, wow. yeah, I have done like research work in nursing um, at the faculty of nursing uh, to connect with people with dementia and also caregivers. And I know how hard it is to uh, maintain that kind of caring works. So I, I think I learned so much from my mother-in-law. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. What are your plans? Do you have any plans for the future? Uh, I'm currently applying for uh, many funded, uh, different various funded opportunities for uh, my second uh, or future research. And, and I'm excited to go, go to an institution that will allow me to have more innovative and interdisciplinary research and which will allow me to connect with people living with dementia and family caregivers. So I'm excited to uh, make more interdisciplinary uh, research that connects artists and scholars in arts and humanities, as well as scholars or researchers in health sciences and also family caregivers and people with dementia. So uh, it'll be, yeah, that's it. I'm excited about my next journey of my research. So yeah, I don't know where it'll take me, but yeah, I'm very excited about it. Well, I'm excited to see what happens too. Thank you so much for all your help in raising awareness fighting stigma and advocating for people with dementia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Cognitive Connections, Conversations on Dementia with the Alzheimer's Society of Alberta and Northwest Territories. If you're looking for additional resources, support, or more information on dementia, head over to our website at alzheimer.ab.ca. Here you'll find a wealth of resources, support, programs, and more. We encourage you to share this podcast with anyone who may benefit from these conversations and leave us a review. Join us again next time as we continue to explore the multifaceted aspects of dementia with our insightful guests. Until then, take care, stay connected, and remember that every conversation counts in the realm of cognitive connections.